0: Coach Stager here today. Um, Really uh, looking forward to talking about this topic. Coach Collins is on his way back from Florida. He's doing a nice little family vacation before he starts his season tomorrow um, in Madison, Wisconsin. It's going to be an exciting year for him. Um, So I'm going to be going solo today in regards to high school hoops with our topic. First, I'd like to give a shout out to both of our sponsors. Number one, the best shooting. Machine out there in the entire world is Dr. Dish. Best shooting machine out there. As Coach Collins says, and myself, Dr. Dish is the most useful and effective way to implement shooting at the high school level at all levels uh, to get lots of high repetitions in your daily practices or in your skill development sessions. Second sponsor goes out to teachhoops.com. It's a wonderful opportunity to get mentorship and development of your craft of being a high school basketball coach. It's how I met Coach Collins. It's a great, great website, great mentorship, and a great way to continue on your journey of being a basketball coach. Now on to episode 63 of High School Hoops. Our question today is dedicated to something that I actually went backwards on in my coaching career. Um, when I started coaching, I was a head coach immediately um, getting into it when I started coaching at the age of 20 years old, now I'm 34. Um, you know, I started as a middle school coach, and then I moved on to high school level, and then ultimately as a, an assistant at the collegiate level, um, but... One thing that uh, I have learned to do the last couple of years is just being assistant. Uh, one of the reasons why I decided to become an assistant was it just met my lifestyle in regards to my family. I have a six-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son. Uh, it was time to take a break from being head coach at a high level, and so it's been a wonderful transition into being an assistant. Uh, so uh, I'm going to give it my perspective of what it's like to be an effective assistant, and then how to delegate and be effective in making sure that your assistants on your high school team, if you're a head coach at any level in high school, how they can be effective. So really our question today is, how can we make our assistant coaches effective? Okay, And then how to be an assist effective assistant and coach if you're in that role. So as a head coach, how can you make your assistants effective? And then how can you be effective if you're an assistant coach? Um, as I like to do, I like to do things in threes. So I'm going to give you three points of both areas. First area I'd like to really focus on is how can a head coach do a great job of making sure their assistants are being effective? Um, first off, it goes off. you got to give them something to do. Um, too often people come in, coaches come in, they just kind of sit there and they maybe help out in drills and they're kind of waiting and seeing what they should be doing at practice. You need to delegate work to your assistants from the standpoint of your practices to everything else you do in your program. Uh, You do not have to put all the weight on your shoulder in any level that you coach, you know, uh, have them in charge of skill development or a focus area of defense or offense, you know, get to know what your assistant coaches strengths are or what is something they really want to build on. What are some of their goals and help them and support that. Uh, Coaching is a field like education where we should be giving back to the people that want to continue on uh, in the coaching field, uh, so you, we need to learn to delegate power to our assistant coaches uh, because they're only going to be effective if you give them something to do. Um, things that I have done in the past in delegating is, especially, especially one thing you want to look at when delegating within not practice but in the game. You know, delegate them to keep track of certain statistics or look at things that are a big emphasis that night. Um, you know, whether it's rebounding, uh, defensive rotation, uh, identifying foul trouble, um, all those different things, monitoring substitutions. Um, uh, one of the things I always think about uh, is building relationships with certain certain players, um, because As a head coach, your voice can be white noise, and I think it's really important if you can delegate your assistants to build strong relationships with your players as well, uh, you're going to be able to get them to play harder for you. Uh, The second point is emphasize their strengths and where their passions reside in the game of basketball. Um, So if they're really into um, defense, or my assistant when I was a varsity coach uh, was phenomenal at defense and loved defense. And I let him kind of do the defense part in practice. And I was able to, as I continued on as a coach, I was able to sit back and watch him do the defense. And I was able to take notes, um, look over things, pull kids aside, talk to them, and evaluate my practice and watching him kind of conduct the defense. So, you know, having more voice in your practice is going to be effective. So finding ways that you can emphasize their strengths. And then the last one I think is keeping them involved in the planning process and knowing them and keeping them informed all the time. Uh, I think if you can keep them involved in knowing what's going to happen at practice the next day, helping out plan practice, giving them a voice, you know, not just having to come in with no practice plan available for them. We're in a generation now where technology is so accessible. Uh, I used to send my practices via Google because it's something that you can edit and My assistants would edit on and I could view it at any time. You could send it through a phone. Uh, you could have a copy of it. Um, if you're not very tech savvy you know, have a copy of it and then, you know, maybe you have some type of warm-up drill in the beginning of practice, that's a great opportunity for you and your staff to talk about what your goals are in practice. And then maybe at the end of practice, maybe start planning for those next couple days. Uh, I know that Coach, Coach Collins is meeting with his staff on a weekly basis to kind of plan out the meet week and map out the week. They should be involved in that planning process. Uh, So again, delegate, emphasize what they're good at, and then keep them involved in the planning process, and then you're going to get really effective assistant coaches. And then, you know, constantly have them being um, uh, a part of everything that you do within your program. So how to be an effective assistant coach. Um, I learned to be an effective assistant coach because I was a head coach. So I had high knowledge of what I was already doing. And when I got into the collegiate level, I was able to take my knowledge, and I was very lucky to have a head coach that did a great job of allowing me to be a voice in the program. Um, he, had, uh, he wanted to enrich my strengths of what I know as a coach, and it ultimately ended up us winning a state championship. Uh, so number one, I think, is don't be passive, be a voice. Um, but it's, it's knowing when to speak um, and knowing that you need to continue to have that common language. But just don't sit back and allow the head coach to do everything and say everything. Be okay to speak up and say something and emphasize something and so the kids can hear a different point of view. And it's not even a voice that has to be loud and projecting. You know, it's in the context of the drills. It's when it's going 5v5 and three or four players are out out of the drill right now and you're able to touch base on some key points that you guys are talking about within your offense or your defense or just little things you know if you're just sitting there and watching you're not going to be effective communication 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 constantly constantly being a voice within the program and the team that you're coaching uh second one um Finding ways to build connections with players. I feel like one of the most effective things that assistant coaches can do is build relationships with players. As a head coach, we are so invested in so many different things, especially when you're starting to rebuild a program from the ground up or you're coming into a new program and trying to figure out everything in regards to what you're trying to do within that program that you're trying to run. If you can build relationships with those players – uh, and help that coach and be able to get them to play hard and to get them to the, do the things that the coach wants, you are going to be in a very effective assistant coach. I think that's so important. Um, it, it's, uh, I, I know that from being a teacher myself um, and, and being an assistant is that anything is more successful when you're able to build relationships with y- young people. And, uh, and, and so I think that's extremely important as being an effective assistant coach. The last thing is providing insight and your own, your own piece to the program. You, you cannot be a robot because if you're just going to be a robot, your program that you're part of is only going to be as good as the one person in charge. one thing that people don't understand is the great programs out there at the collegiate level have wonderful assistants that provide input and in their strengths every day. You know, I constantly look back at Duke. Duke has had phenomenal assistant coaches that have presented themselves as to be great head coaches in other places. You know, but they were they were able to be a part of and voice themselves in Duke basketball. I, whatever basketball program you're in, you cannot be afraid to not provide insight and suggestions in in, in the in the team that you're coaching because you just can't be there and back off. I think the coach in the end, if he cannot or she cannot be a control freak, you know they have to be able to trust in you to provide in and feedback about all right, this isn't working. Maybe we need to do this defensively right now or. I Maybe we need to focus a little bit more on rebound positioning. You know, you need to be that other voice and help them because, again, a head coach, it's really hard. You become tunnel vision because it becomes such an overwhelming task in this day and age in regards to coaching the game of basketball. So you're not only going to be able to um, be effective for your team, but you're also going to support that head coach that you're part of as well. Um, so, those are some big key points and about being an effective coach, an assistant coach, and then how a head coach can make their assistant coach effective, effective too, because it's really a two-way street. Um, assistant coaches are only as effective as the head coach allows them to be, and then once they feel they're allowed to be effective, then they have to kind of take its course in regards to what they're doing at the basketball program. The question of the day is why is there such a low turnout in high school basketball for girls? And I don't know. You know, I see more and more Facebook posts, tweets about the lack of enrollment and the lack of participants and females in basketball. And I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's a topic that we need to continue to address. I feel like in general we have less three-sport athletes between males and females, but it seems like more than ever we're seeing less and less multi-sport female athletes, especially less girls wanting to play basketball. I don't know what it is. I think number one is that they are specializing in multiple sports at a young age. I also think that They are playing too many games and they're getting sick of it. By the time they get to high school, they've played too many games. It's way too, you know, it's not fun anymore for them. I think for girls, and I'm not just making a stereotype, I think the fun piece is really important in them wanting to continue to play the game of basketball in any sport. And I think if we do not make it fun, And we make it so serious at younger ages, and we play so many games. They just get sick of it. And I think that's one of the key problems is that they just get sick of it by the time they get to high school. It's a long season, you know, and it's a long season for both genders. It's a long, long season. And so I think that we have to be conscientious of how many games we play, how much we do with our basketball players at a young age to help the game grow so they're playing at the varsity level at the highest level when they get to us at high school. If you have any suggestions related to that topic, please be don't be afraid to contact us um, at teachhoots.com on our Facebook page. You can email us directly. We'll love your suggestions. I really want to support this mission of getting more female athletes to continue to play the game of basketball. Um, But I know it's a big problem across the country, and uh, so we need to continue to support that and get more players to want to play. It's a great game, and I want people to continue to play it. Again, have a great, great week. This is Coach Stager, and this is Coach – I mean, sorry, I almost said Coach on plug. This is High School Hoops, Episode 63. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.